Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, here we are, hour number three on a Buffalo football Monday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you as always, and joined now by Bill's radio color analyst, Eric Wood, who helped make the broadcast for me a piece of cake. Eric, how are we doing? I'm doing great. You helped make the broadcast a piece of cake for me as well, so I appreciate that. Excellent work yesterday again. Yeah, thanks. Um, I wanted to begin here. We saw big plays return to the offensive side of the ball, something that, as you know, had gone away for a stretch of weeks when it looked like the offensive staff, in an effort to reduce the turnover bug that Josh had been bitten by, rely on the run game a little more, play a little more conservatively, sacrifice big plays in the name of efficiency. It worked. They were still winning games, maybe not running away from teams. And now we get some signs here going into the postseason that that stuff is still a part of what they are capable of. How much of a springboard can the backyard play to John Brown and the absolute dime to digs serve going into the postseason? Yeah. You love to see that they're still there. Now there's a number of reasons, you know, yes, there was the conservative play calling coming off the back to back to back games of multiple turnovers for Josh Allen. It also was around the time that he had the elbow injury. They had limited practices before the Browns game, the snow, the weather affected a number of the games. There was a lot that played into them, not necessarily getting those big plays down the field. It wasn't simply not taking those shots. We don't know if now Josh, Josh's arm feels great or, or whatever the case may be, but it was, it was great to see those big plays yesterday, and that's what can happen when you get a run game that is top five in the NFL in yards per carry, and even over the last six, seven games, top five in just the running backs in yards per carry. And so when you get that run game going, now the safeties have to come up. When Josh proves again that he's willing to take the underneath stuff, those safeties come down, the big plays show up over the top. The John Brown play was an incredible catch. We both in the booth 
thought that he had overthrown him and he had about eight yards on him. So when he was potentially going to overthrow him, we thought, oh man, that is unfortunate because he didn't have to throw it that far. But then John Brown proved that he still got uh, some gas in the tank and, and, and his wheels still work. He can still go. And then the digs play it's third and nine. They're at the Patriots, I believe 49 yard line. And so at that point in the game, it's, you know, keep the clock moving. It's likely four down territory, maybe get half of it back. Instead, Dorsey dials up and out and up. Josh is looking off the safety the entire time. And so he knows he's got one and one over there. Diggs runs kind of a lazy out route to set up the corner. And then Josh throws an absolute missile and he's got someone barreling down on him. So he's got to almost turn away from the throw as he releases it in just remarkable ball placement. I mean, 62 yards. We talked about it before we came on. 62 yards in the air, right on the money. And then we had a Gabe Davis drop, but really that was about a 50-yard chuck down the field as well. Yeah, and, and the Gabe Davis drop, it looked like the guy was going to get his hand on it. He never touched it, and I think that's what got got Gabe. You know, you, you think you're going to have to adjust to it at the last instant, and it never ha- and you don't have to, and it ends up costing you the, 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 the catch. That – yeah, that catch would have made what was a, probably a disappointing day for Gabe Davis and would have made it into a pretty nice day. It would have. And, you know, Josh had him a little wide on a play that jo- uh, Gabe Davis normally tiptoes. And, you know, it's, he was three for 10 throwing to Gabe Davis. That's not what you want out of your number two receiver. But you're you're very close to getting him up to on, on par where – where you want him to be at this point of the season. The Bills have so many different weapons. I feel like each and every week we talk about how one of the strengths of the game, one of the positives of the game, is how many different receivers, how many different Bills skill position players caught the ball in the game. I believe it was eight again this year, this week. And so it's, yes, Diggs is the bona fide number one receiver, and Josh Allen proves time and time again that you know he trusts him, and even though the other team knows that the ball is going to Diggs, that they can still execute – but there's just so many weapons that the Bills can throw at you offensively between Dawson Knox between the backside of the backfield, you know, Morris and Gilliam at times this year, and then the the array of receivers. They just have a lot of different ways they can attack a defense right now. We talked about the run game. We talked about the short stuff, the deep balls over the top. They're there's a reason, you know, there we've picked apart this Bills offense at times this year. The turnovers have been an issue at times this year. Early in the season, the red zone offense was an issue, and we've critiqued it very hard because you come into the season with a unanimous Super Bowl favorite. But quietly, they're top five in yards per game. They're top two in scoring, I believe. And so the offense put together a pretty nice season, number one in the NFL in third down conversions, climb all the way up to entering yesterday, number 10 in the league in red zone offense. And so as much as we've been critical of the offense at times this year, they put together a nice season. You mentioned Dawson Knox. It's four straight games with a touchdown now, Eric, as you well know, is you know we're, they're looking for a bona fide number two option. They want like a, proven number three option maybe it is a rotating type deal for that third option it's a different guy every week but if Dawson Knox can give you a touchdown catch every week that's almost good enough from the tight end position in terms of what you're looking for in this offense right 
Oh, yeah. I mean, if he'll just give us a touchdown every week, that'd be great. Get 16, 17 of them <laughs> on the year. That'd be awesome. But and I'm being facetious there. But, no, he's played great as of late. He stays alive well. And, you know, when you're going to be a receiver in this Bills offense, you have to stay alive well. That was actually a breaking out route to the left side of the field. And as the play kind of broke down and Josh kind of got in scramble mode, Dawson just came back to the middle of the field. It's amazing to me, too, as they get into this like scramble mode, how Josh just rips that ball to the middle of the field, though. They're right as he sees Dawson open, like not like he must have known that. Well, I guess they're in man coverage, so it's someone's not peeling off. But man, when you make those quick decisions on the move like that, there's times, you know, I've seen it happen to many quarterbacks where you rip that, someone steps in front of it, and you look like a fool. But Josh is just so good on the move. He's the number one quarterback in the NFL uh, rated by quarterback rating, one under pressure, number one in the NFL. And so you get to him, and then he can still light you up and, and avoid um, free rushers. It's just it's impressive to watch. But getting back to the topic of a, a bona fide number two, a number three option. And, and look, I haven't given up on Gabe Davis by any means. I, I know what he can do. Now, the ankle was an issue for a lot of this year. We heard from Brandon Beaner, Sean McDermott, not that long ago that that was lingering, maybe longer than that everyone else kind of knew about or assumed. And he's he's a big body receiver. He plays a significant role for this pass, this 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 receiving room. It's going to be interesting to me to see who's up this week. Shakir had a nice play yesterday. Isaiah McKenzie's made some nice plays in the last month or so. You have Cole Beasley. You have John Brown. You know you have Diggs and Davis. Not all those guys play special teams. Who's going to be up for this week against the Dolphins is going to be interesting to me. I would assume. I would assume Cole. Uh, I would assume Cole Beasley. I think that he provides a little bit different element, and not that everyone can take the top off the defense like John Brown can. Cole Beasley to me just brings a little bit something different that maybe those other guys do. Uh, I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Yeah, it is an interesting question because um, you got Shakir, McKenzie, Gabe, Davis, and Diggs. They've got four active guys on the roster. So then you throw on, and now in the last year at times they had six. Every and- week the last two years under Dable, they had six receivers active every single week. I'd bring them both up. Right. Brown and – I mean, your unlimited number of elevations once you get to the postseason – I'd bring them I both up. I don't know what that means in the other spots in the roster, offensively or defensively, whether you, you know, bringing all those receivers up. You're right. Special teams is a consideration. Can somebody, can, can they chase yeah, kicks? That's true. Uh, and if, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to sit down, you know, Mitch Morrison, Roger Saffold, because you need an extra receiver. I mean, right. So you got to have all those guys intact. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting problem, but last year they did it with six, and I think one of the things that's changing the equation a little bit would probably be Hines. They don't need a receiver to return kicks, you know? So Yeah, yeah, exactly, because you had Micah Hyde and Isaiah McKenzie sharing those duties last year, so now you add Hines to the mix, and, you know, Taiwan Jones was your third running back last year, I believe. And so um, yeah. that, yeah, that Matt Breida here yes. too. Yeah, Matt Breida. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And I know it was one catch yesterday, but similarly to how James Cook just looks faster on the field now that the game has slowed down for him, I know it was one catch, 
But Shakir looked a lot more sudden with the ball in his hands yesterday. Got up, you know, it wasn't, oh my gosh, I caught the football in the National Football League. Okay, let's not make a mistake. It was, how do I go make a play here? Get up the field, make a move. I was encouraged by that. Yeah, hopefully there's some player development that's been going on behind the scenes on that end, and he gets more opportunities going forward here. And I wouldn't dismiss this either. Cole Beasley came in here, you know, about six, seven weeks ago. That guy's also in Shakir's ear at practice every day, too, maybe teaching him the nuances of where to sit down against zone coverage and things like that. And maybe we're seeing the fruits of that labor as well. So hopefully that continues and we get more out of Shakir going forward. Defensively, Eric, you know, I know you commented on some of Coach Frazier's decisions in terms of pressures and when to send extra help. Late in the game, he backs off and they get two picks as a result. What'd you think of the mixing and matching of Coach Frazier? Yeah, so just knowing this coaching staff and following that, you know, I played under them, not this offensive staff, played under this coaching staff for one year and then have followed them since and covered them for the last four years. They often will attack analytically your weakness. And so Mac Jones, one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL against the blitz. So the bills break a lot of their tendencies and they brought more pressure. Now that could also be because now you're on your fourth safety back there with Hamlin and hideout. How does that affect things? So maybe you bring guys more to, to leave them less time on the back end. Regardless, they brought a lot of pressure in the game yesterday. It seemed like either Taron Tremaine or Milano was coming on half the snaps. And I love the one, um, double a gap blitz look where they had six guys at the line of scrimmage com- completely confused the Patriots and uh, caused an easy uh, third down stop and so you don't get a lot of that variety from the Bills defense they've gotten away from that they did it a lot more early in their tenure here in Buffalo because they've gotten some good pass rush out of the four-man rush and then they've just they're so consistent on the back end that they don't need to be that confusing to be able to get stops and be one of the best third down defenses in the NFL. That being said, they did utilize a lot of different pressures yesterday. And I don't know if that's something that continues or if they simply just were going off the fact that, Hey, we got to make Mac Jones prove that he could beat us and prove that he can beat the blitz. Why not try it? It's a copycat league. Let's see if he can do it. And I'll say this Mac had some good plays yesterday. Devonte Parker, is an extremely talented receiver. He was the number 11 overall pick as a 20-year-old for a reason. He's he's a he's a big-bodied receiver with a ton of athleticism. Put it on display yesterday and made some nice plays on the outside. Well, you you look at the, at the game yesterday. Yeah, Mac did play well. He was 26 of 40. He was 13 of 16 at halftime. Uh so the Bills, I think rightfully so, I mean, if you're going to make them throw it 40 times, that's kind of what you want from the Patriots' offense, right? But uh, Mac Jones made him almost made him pay for it. Yeah, he did, and he was efficient. You know, they had a couple third and shorts. They had the fourth and one where they threw play action and got some chunk plays there. They utilized some checkdowns to Hunter Henry, and then the big plays went to Devontae Parker. Um, and then, you know, Bourne had a, a couple catches. Uh, Thornhill. Is it Thornhill? Thornton? Thornton. He had a, he had a nice play. Yeah, Regardless, uh, you know, he, uh, Mac Jones was efficient yesterday. I thought I, I thought he looked a lot better yesterday than he did in that Thursday night game. And, I, and I'll give, give the Patriots offensive line credit. They did a better job protecting him. In the last game in Foxborough, 
Mac Jones, even though I believe he was sacked two or three times, just constant pressure in his face that didn't allow him to have any type of rhythm back there in the pocket. Yeah, and I'm, one other thing, too, I, I with this Patriot team, the way it's currently constructed, and now for the first time in a long time, they're not in the, in the postseason, or it seems like the first time in a long time. How do you think that matchup's going to go in the future? This is a – they're going to – Bill Belichick's over seven. We've been talking about this off the air. Bill Belichick's over 70 years old. It was an absolute train wreck of a season by their standards. Offensively, it was not good enough, although, you know, now they creeped up. Mac Jones actually played pretty well until those last three drives where – well, the, the last two where he got tipped interceptions – which weren't horrific throws or horrific decisions. It just didn't, wasn't quite there. If this was anybody but the Patriots, there's some, you know, there's some people out of the building, right? Yeah, especially on that offensive staff. Uh, I think it's bad news for them that my guy Dan Orlovsky is really good at breaking down plays and exposing some deficiencies uh, within some coaching staffs, and he was pretty hard on that offensive system whether it's Joe Brady or whether it's uh Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia over there yeah. calling plays it was it was ugly at times this year you know just times where there wasn't a lot of answers for Mac back there and so it'll be interesting moving forward what they do with the offense side of the ball you know is Mac Jones in my opinion when you approach a season you either have a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl or you can't you're you drafted him in the first round. You likely give him another year. You see him in a different offensive system, likely see what you can get for Mac Jones, but you're going to have to be elite. I believe you're going to have to be elite elsewhere around a Mac Jones. Well, once he starts getting paid, do you have the money to be elite outside, you know, around Mac Jones? And so now are you moving on from a quarterback? And this is the cycle, you know, when you miss on that first round quarterback, it sets you back for a while. Otherwise, you're going out in free agency and hoping you hit the lottery on a guy that, that someone else didn't want to pay. And so this is, you know, the Patriots are in that, that – they're in the 2000s, the 2010s Buffalo Bills stage where you might not have the quarterback. you got a pretty talented roster. You're sitting around 500 each year, close to it. You know, those years where we're 9-7, and 8-8, eight and 7-9, eight, and nine, you're close – but you probably don't have the quarterback. Sometimes you got to bottom out or you got to make some trades to get up high enough in the draft like the Bills did with Josh Allen. But they're in the situation the Bills were when we were sitting there each and every season saying, what do we have to do to beat the New England Patriots? When they had Gronk and Hernandez, it was, we need to get more athletic at linebacker. We need better safeties. We need a pass rush. You know, Offensively, we're going to have to score with them. Then it's the Bills in Kansas City now. How do you catch them? And then, you're, you know, if you're the Patriots, you're immediately looking into the division. How do we get over the hump? Yeah. Right. I'm glad they have the to-do list now, personally. That's just me. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, let's spin it forward to this wild card game coming up Sunday at 1, Eric. Bills, Dolphins, and Miami. It was just reported earlier Raheem Mostert busted his thumb in the game over the weekend against the Jets. His availability is now up in the air. Certainly, you know, players can, players at certain positions can play with a busted thumb. Running back's pretty tough. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how he makes his way through the week. Uh, and then you have their offensive tackle position, which has been a revolving door the last several weeks. 
yesterday against the Jets. It's Greg Little at left tackle, Brandon Shell at right tackle. The availability of Teron Armstead is very much up in the air. Buffalo's pass rush is going to have to bring it, no matter who's at quarterback, if those two guys are starting again this week. Yeah, definitely. And and that's where when you get the playoff time, each and every team around the league has injuries. And so you have to overcome in other areas. And, you know, when you look at Mostert, he had a great game against the Bills, but Wilson had been more productive than Mostert coming into that game. And he missed the game with an injury. And so, you know, they still have a quality running back. You could probably play and just carry the ball on the other hand, but then you know, you always want that ball facing the, on, on the outside on the sideline is fumbling an issue. And so, yeah, it's uh, this is a Miami Dolphins team that is reeling right now. And the point spread that was announced last night reflects it. It's, a, you know, a double digit spread in a playoff game. Those don't happen very often. And it's because this Dolphins team, you know, especially since this two injury, you know, they played the Bills tough in Orchard Park. Give them credit. They hadn't looked that great pl- prior and they've looked terrible since. Yeah, and that's it kind of everything's kind of in limbo be, until you find out who's going to be taking snaps for the Dolphins. And this game, you know, it's a 10 and a half or 11 point spread right now. They're the biggest underdog in the playoffs and that's with a since a Seahawks team that backed in. Backed in. So a huge amount of question marks coming out of there plus if this it seemed too there was a huge amount of speculation if the Dolphins don't beat the Jets yesterday. That whole building's going to get cleaned out again. And they're going to make a play for Sean Payton. They're going to make a play for Tom Brady. They're going to do all – they're just going to go the way that, um, you know, they're just going to clean house again. They were, they're 24 hours from that today. And now, you know, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's big market talk. I know Miami's not the most passionate fan base, but – uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. There's a lot to do in Miami. There's a lot of people. They they pack and they have a lot of Dolphins fans. But that's a big market down there. That that that's. I know you finished the season in a terrible way, and ever since that week three Thursday night game, Cincinnati to uh, it's been a an up and down season from there. Up then down, I'll say. But man, Mike McDaniel. I feel like did a great job down there this year. I mean, they brought an exciting brand of football to Miami down there. Tua did not look great prior to McDaniel getting there, and he's made Tua look pretty good. They have those studs on the outside and Waddle and Hill. It's an exciting brand of ball. Defensively, they're pretty solid. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be rushing to make a coaching change down there, that's for sure. Eric, thanks as always for the time. We appreciate it. We'll see you back up here this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Have a great week, guys. All right. That's Eric Wood joining us as he does every week here on a Buffalo football Monday. We will take a break because when we return, it's the return of the Maddie Awards. It's been a minute. Yeah. Maddie will be in studio next to hand out the hardware here on One Bills Live. Presented by Collida Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And we welcome back in studio for the first time, I want to say in like, what is it? It's over three. It's got to be like three weeks because... Yeah, you got marooned in Chicago. We got stuck in Chicago. Couldn't get, couldn't get back. <laughs> Which was, it, it was fine to be stuck in Chicago. Right. that's where my family lives. Right. And then we had, there was another snafu that we had, and we couldn't get you in here. So welcome back so here for the Maddie Awards, which are presented by Energy Mark, the official energy supplier to the Buffalo Bills. Kick it off, Maddie. Let's get this thing rolling. No pun intended. Kick it off. Kick <laughs> off. Are we doing something good, there? That's good, that's good, that's good. I yeah. see what you did there. You're a funny guy. <laughs> Poetic justice is our first award, and that's going to Naheem Hines for his opening kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, you couldn't have scripted this any better. The fact that it happened three years and three months after the Bills' last kickoff return touchdown, of course that's how it happened. We've seen threes all over the place in honor of DeMar Hamlin and Josh Allen said the moment was spiritual and it was bone chilling. I think we all felt that emotion in Highmark Stadium when that happened. I had tears in my eyes. So did Steve right next to me during the game. We are always emotional when we're together watching <laughs> watching the games and I think there was also a collective exhale after that play like okay we made it to this moment and scored a touchdown on the first opportunity that the Bills had in honor of DeMar Hamlin I think it's a moment that a lot of people these players will never ever ever forget in their life and it wasn't just one it was two he's never had a kickoff return touchdown in his career and he goes off and has two in a game very, very important because you take those two away, yeah. it would have been a different game for the yeah, Bills. Very much so. Very much so. And then um, as and then I knew you would do this, but the next award is the Tone Setter Award. Tone Setters going to our guy Damar Hamlin. Uh, the moments, the hours right after that Monday night game after Damar Hamlin collapsed, it, it was a terrible tone I think for everybody um it was what's gonna happen how is he doing so much concern and then we started to get these great updates and and I think we were living off of every good update that we got from the Mm -hmm. doctors and and the spirits that it lifted for the players and for everybody in the building to to see the smiles grow and grow and grow with every good update we got about Damar Hamlin to him saying I love you boys to his teammates on Friday afternoon over FaceTime and and then the team responding in the way that they did beating the Patriots uh, 35 to 23 the atmosphere in the stadium was something that I want to bottle up for the rest of my life because it was incredible. And DeMar Hamlin was the tone setter. He set the tone with the updates that we received. He set the tone with how he was able to progress over the week. Just 
less than a week after he collapses on the field, he is up watching his teammates from his hospital bed tweeting about the game. Live tweeting, yeah. Live tweeting. <laughs> and then afterwards, he, he breaks down the team huddle with his teammates. It was sheer joy being out there on the field playing again, I think, for a lot of the Bills players and for the entire team to be back out there and to celebrate DeMar. The game felt like a big party. It felt like a true celebration, and I hope that atmosphere continues this weekend yeah. when we host the Dolphins on Sunday. Yeah, I was telling Steve, though, the crazy thing was you had just as especially on that opening kickoff, you had just as many people crying as you had cheering in the – I've never seen yeah. that. I mean, it was almost a 50-50 split. It was crazy. Um He's back. He's back. Trey White had a Trey day. His first interception since returning from that ACL injury, uh, watching that interception go down, he ran the route of the receiver. You could tell his athleticism was on display uh, when he made that interception, when he caught that pass. Not an easy play to make with the way that his body was kind of twisted around and turned to be able to secure the ball. I mean, this happened when the Bills truly needed it. It was the first drive of the third quarter. The game was tied up 14-14, and the Patriots had a 10-play drive going at this point. Almost six minutes off of the clock, they were on Buffalo's 21-yard line, basically in the red zone, mm -hmm. and Trey White intercepts it in the end zone. The pass was intended for Nelson Aguilar, and it was unfortunate that the Bills get the ball back and then they fumble, but it did wipe off what could have been a touchdown off the scoreboard. I just want to say – Nelson Aguilar almost had a touchdown at that very same spot last year in the yeah. playoffs, and yeah. somebody else picked it off. Oh, that's right. <laughs> My God, it was almost that's the right. same exact mm -hmm. place on the field. Yeah, and that's crazy. And I, you don't want to read too much into his body language, but Nelson Aguilar, after today was got down, and he and he, you know, the play was over. Aguilar stood up and turned around, and looked back at Mac Jones like, "What was that? Like he was an alien? <laughs> like what are you doing?" <laughs> Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know how, what that was called for on the play, or whatever, but that kind of, you don't just don't see that from teams very much where the receiver kind of glares, stares down the yeah. quarterback. Like, what are you doing? Cause if you, well, it looked like he threw it to Trey, right? More yeah. than he threw it to now. And as Maddie said, I mean, Trey got excellent position on the play and he really just kind of boxed out Aguilar from the ball. Like right. Aguilar had no chance at that football. Right. None. And uh, but I was, you know, we're kind of the, there's a word called Schadenfreude. You know what that is? Mm -hmm. It's when you take great delight in other people's misery, which is where we are with the Patriots. Well, always, we, we live that every day. We live on that show here. <laughs> um, you just you continue to see signs that there are real, not just cracks in the veneer, but foundational problems they've got. Yeah. yeah. Be interesting to see what they do in the off season. Mm -hmm. All right, Mr. Reliable is up next. That's going to Stefan Diggs. He was Mr. Reliable yesterday, getting back to his 100 ways, 100 receiving yards. It was his first game with over 100, or at least 100, since the Vikings game in Week 10. I love that they went to him early and often, and it worked out. He had some big plays, that 49-yard touchdown catch. It was a great throw by Josh Allen, a great catch by Stephon Diggs. He was targeted 10 times. I love to see that big number in a game where – they needed him to step up. He was the guy that answered. He was the guy that Josh Allen could toss the rock to, and he caught it over and over again. He's going to need to be Mr. Reliable in the playoffs. We know that, so I'm glad that they treated him like that in this final game of the regular season. So think about this. Stephon Diggs has got to be viewed in New England as a Bills killer. He had the three-touchdown game yep. last year. Yep. 
Um, then then the this year, year he goes seven for 92 in a touch in the first meeting. <laughs> now goes seven for 104 in a touch in this meeting. He kills this team. He kills this team. <laughs> and that, and yes, he does. I mean, There's Mr. Reliable is a very fitting award here, particularly for digs against yeah. the Patriots. Against this team. And then at the end of this game, the Bills defense came out and closed it out, and you've got the right place, right time. Right award. place, right time. Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, that is you too, because they were in the right place, right time. To get, to get those interceptions, it's so good to see them come away with the football because there have been multiple times this season where they were right there and almost made a big play, almost had an interception, and it didn't work out for them. It was so good to see it work out for both of them in a game. Um, they've been so important to this defense this season. A lot of times when the defense was down numbers, these were two guys that you could rely on throughout the regular season, which they will also do in the playoffs, of course. Their time on the jugs machine is paying off. <laughs> I'm just happy for these guys. Yeah, and they both came off of tips, I think, if yes. I remember yeah, right. Both yeah, tipped. both came mm -hmm. off of tip passes, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, hats off. Who the, who's getting the Hats Off Award? Hats off to the NFL, celebrating DeMar Hamlin, honoring him with the T-shirts that we saw during warm-ups, to the threes on the field, to guys like Russell Wilson, who was rocking that three jersey. There were, there were a lot of things that we saw um, pregame and throughout the game. Davis Webb with his celebration yeah, after he that. scored that touchdown. And then also a big hats off, too, to the Bills medical staff and team that was honored and recognized in the pregame of the Bills and Patriots game. Love that they received some recognition. They definitely deserve it. What a cool and special moment for that group. Um, they are usually the unsung heroes every single season, particularly this season. We've had an injured team all year, yeah. and they have been working around the clock to make sure our guys are ready to go every single Sunday. And I love that they got... They got a moment to be recognized and to be the heroes that are that are in front of the camera rather than behind the scenes. Yeah, and we should mention there's one member of that team that was not there because he's still in Tabani Cincinnati. Richards. With, yeah, with DeMar. It's Tabani Richards who's still there in Cincinnati yeah. uh, making sure there is a team representative there during – uh, DeMar's recovery. So mm -hmm. we want to make sure we recognize Tabani Richards. And also, well. shout out to Brownie for killing the call oh, yesterday. Nice it was so yeah. fun to listen to. Yeah. yeah. Steve and I kept mm -hmm. looking at each other going, doing a great job. He's killing it. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, uh, my, we were tapping each other going, hey, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the funny thing was, I have to wear glasses because, and usually people he don't see official. me. People don't see me in glasses, but Anything over 80 yards away from me, I need glasses. It's a small prescription, but it helps. It just kind of crystallizes yeah. everything for me. And people, my mom texts me. She goes, when did you start wearing glasses? <laughs> I was like, mom, I've had these for two years. Like, but she only sees me around the house when they come to visit, so mm -hmm. I never have them on. Mm -hmm. So I had to remind her, I've had these for a couple of years. You know, it's, I got glasses. <laughs> it kind of helps. But, yes, thank you. That was great. Great job. Good addition to the Maddie Awards, by the mm -hmm. way, too. That was fantastic. Uh We'll take a break early here so we can take a call or two more when we return. But those are the Maddie Awards presented by Energy Mark. And we'll take a break and come back to close things up here on a Buffalo Football Monday. It's One Bills Live presented by Collida Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And it's time for Vision to Victory presented by Atwal Eye Care, the official eye care provider of the Buffalo Bills, and Steve, it's it's pretty straightforward here. It was big plays that got Buffalo the victory in all three 
Phases, very nice. Uh, offense, defense, special teams started out with the kick return, a uh, couple of long TD passes, and then, of course, the uh, interceptions to end the game. It was, uh, it was a team victory, no question about it, and it was against a team that was really fighting and clawing yeah. to get into the playoffs desperate to give themselves to a in. chance. They were desperate to get in, and they put up forth a good effort, but the Bills were too much for them yesterday. And even in the emotional turbulence that was going on all week, the Bills came out and gave a really uh, played a really good game. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the – you know, the good news that surrounded DeMar's recovery. Yeah. Three interceptions by the defense, two kick returns for touchdowns by special teams, three touchdown passes by Josh Allen. That pretty much spelled out the big plays on the day, of which there were several. Uh, got a big one tonight here, Steve. I know our MSG viewers can <clears throat> see this, but our radio listeners can't. I have donned the University of Georgia hat. I am pulling for the Bulldogs tonight. He's got a kid that goes there. Yeah, my son's a freshman there, and – he and his buddies want to celebrate tonight on campus in Athens. The game's out in California, but pulling for them to win so my son can celebrate a championship of some kind, and hopefully he can celebrate a second one in about a month. Yeah, that'd be nice. Go for, Which, it, well, go right, for the daily gonna, double. What is he going to celebrate bigger? Bill's Super Bowl win or a Georgia National Championship? What's going to be? Well, what's Steve, gonna... this is a tight race here. We're right. talking about the celebratory capabilities of a college campus like Georgia, right. which is usually in the top ten for party schools every year in the rankings. And then you're talking about a Western New York community. It's always important in the vetting process. That hasn't celebrated a major championship since 1965. <clears throat> now, he has told me if the Bills win the Super Bowl, he is leaving school to come up here for the parade. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, the Bills fan, the the – <clears throat> I guess the word for it is diaspora, whereas, you know, people don't move here, they move away. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, so there's Bill, we, have, we know this now, Bill, with social, Bill's Mafia is everywhere around the planet. Yeah. There might be a big, huge mecca. It might become the mecca of Bill's fans for that. You know, everybody would come back for that. I think so. But it would it there be. There may not be <clears throat> enough hotel rooms. Right. But they don't people got, be staying with their aunts and it. uncles. Yeah, they, yeah, they got family here. Everybody's family. The family's coming in for the weekend. Yeah. Would you have? Would this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. <clears throat> so if you, so if that happens, here we are. Look at us sitting here planning our Super Bowl yeah. parade. We better better be careful with that. That's all I can say. I don't mind. I don't either. I'm I fine just, with it. We've waited we, long we, enough. Believe right? me, after this last week's events, we have about as much to do with what happens on that field as. Well, that's right. But we can dream about any dang thing we want. That's right. Um, are you going to watch this game tonight? Georgia Absolutely. TCU? Absolutely. It should be it high is, scoring. We were talking. I mean, it's the quintessential teams. game between two guys that are absolutely quintessential college quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Stetson Bennett and uh, Max Duggan. Max Doug- Dugan. I think they pronounce it Duggan because it's two Gs. All right. They're like your kid's high school buddies. Right. I mean, they're Duggan's a little short. He's only 6'2". Bennett's not big either, but... Duggan's, How tall is Bennett? De- Bennett's tiny. Yeah, he's not big either. My point on Duggan is I think he may have an NFL future as a you know day three pick. He's got a de- he's got a pretty good arm, and he they watch they run him like Josh yeah. Allen yeah, in the red zone. He's a thick kid. He's got some. They, he's they got run some him stout. like Josh. Like he's they run Josh. Stout. But these two guys, I mean, this will be probably the pinnacle of their athletic life. And Stetson Bennett's a defending champion. I mean, that's right. He is going for the deuce. Right. Um, if, if you're him, do you win this game and then just, like, say, I'm done with football, I'm just going to stay down here and yeah, I mean, and retire? Yeah, he's, my he's similar in nature to some other Georgia quarterbacks, you know, like Jake Fromm, who was, you know, a late-round pick and, you know, limited in terms of athletic gifts, but, you know, just has that moxie and makes plays. And, yeah. And Matt Stafford there, though, too, didn't they? Stafford's the exception. He's Stafford good, is the exception. He's a very good player. Um, but there's there's been a bunch that have – come through there that really just don't pan out at the pro level if you want to know how if you want how important it is just real real quick let's just let's just do this for kicks and giggles you want to go quarter what's important here it is right here if you want to go to the conference and afc it's pat mahomes josh allen joe burrow lamar jackson trevor lawrence trevor lawrence uh justin herbert that's six guys that you're trying to crack into that lineup you got to be pretty good all of them got a pretty good arm too and, and they're pretty athletic. And pretty athletic. That's yeah. the formula. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for a Buffalo Football Monday. Thanks very much for all the callers who chimed in. We appreciate all the input. We will see you tomorrow at 1 o'clock when we turn the page to the AFC wildcard game against Miami. We'll see you at 1. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 